0: Welcome back to another episode of Titans of Now. Titans reaches a wide audience of ServiceNow admins, developers, architects, and product owners. So if you want your brand in front of this audience, check out the description below for how to contact me about sponsorship opportunities. If you want to know what I'm up to lately, I invite you to discover Vividcharts. Vividcharts is a visualization and storytelling platform built on ServiceNow. Stop exporting data off platform to get the aesthetic control and storytelling experiences that you want. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Titans of Now. It is so good to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, I have for you an epic player in the ServiceNow space, a gentleman I have competed with on the field of hackathon battles aplenty. Like me, he is a multi-ServiceNow Hackathon winner. He is also the founder of elite service partner, CloudPires. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Saxton, Matt, Uh, how you doing?
1: Sorry about that. Thanks, Robert, for having me.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Everybody who's seen the show knows that we start at the start. How about you tell us how you got your start in service now?
1: My start in IT actually started in high school. I had the opportunity to go to one of the first IT high schools in the nation, Taft Information Technology High School. And so got my love of technology there. And I was lucky enough to get an internship while in high school at a local company, and I got my first taste of, believe it or not, remedy back then. I can believe um, it.
0: <laughs> <so>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I really saw where this technology was going. And then right after high school to Stenton College, make it sound like a prison sentence, but it didn't work out and I got into help desk where I continued my remedy training there. I got picked up by a bank, worked in help desk for a few years there and at the bank crisis, if we all remember that, the bank had to do best to raise capital. They sold the company off. We got bought and uh, a company called Vantiv was born and that's where I got my start. When we switched companies, we said, hey, Remedy's really old. Actually, my business partner, his name is Matt Barter, he had been using ServiceNow since 08, and said, okay, guys, Remedy's gotta go. We need to switch to ServiceNow. And I was lucky enough to get in pretty
0: early. And that was in 2013. Wow. 2008 (laughs) and 2013, huh? It was a long journey. (laughs) Yeah. What was your first oh wow moment? When did it hit you? What were you doing?
1: I just remember actually being able to write code, right? Sitting down at a computer, typing in code and being able to do ITSM workflows. It was amazing. Business triggers in the previous system were terrible and the ability to customize and script out solutions was amazing. Saved so much time and really allowed me to take that to the next step.
0: Did you get into any non-IT stuff in those first stages? Like facilities, something like that? Yeah, I just remember when I first started, I think what made the organization say, holy cow, we can do this was we were doing an onboarding application. And then we started looping in non-IT components of the onboarding process. And then everybody started saying, oh, what's this service now thing? And can we get some? Yeah. So ours,
1: I guess it was security, right? So we were a bank, right? And we still had people signing paper forms for security access. It was terrible. We found out people forged them. Who would have thought? Right? What? And <laughs> you know, <laughs> wait a second, this guy doesn't work here. What it really came down to is we needed a good audit trail. And we did, when ServiceNow came in, we had to kind of claw our way into places. It was really strange. I guess the old dink of Remedy was still around and where it took us forever to turn something around. And I remember we went through their first, I'm not kidding, 100 requests, cause they had a lot. And we were able to condense that down Those 100 documents down to about 10 requests, put in workflows, put in approvals, and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened and we could not stop the roll tide of people coming in. Can I get on the platform? Can I get on the platform? So we had to hire a bunch of people and train them and that's really, it soared from there.
0: What was the favorite thing that you built there?
1: I guess if we go fun, we can go to a couple of fun ones. Every year we had our own internal hackathons, you could say, between platforms of the company. And it was to educate people what these platforms can do. And I love doing that because I always said, what can I do with ServiceNow that people wouldn't think? So one of the years, I literally took a JavaScript Mortal Kombat clone. I imported it into ServiceNow. I rewrote some of the code inside to track players. I got it to work with one of those joystick boards. And then I took our CIO and CTO, slapped their faces on it and let them battle it out in the front of our parking lot. That was a hit. People played that game all day and all night. And you put that on ServiceNow? put it on service now. It was really cool. Another one is I remember probably just before that, same thing, right? We're a ticketing platform. That's what we do. And we were fighting to get another business unit to use our software because we're like, hey, look, we can do what you're asking to do. You don't have to spend all this money, go buy this technology. We can do it. And they're like, oh, you're a ticketing platform. So I remember we got the chance to pitch. And of course, what do you do when you pitch? You build your slide deck, you practice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, why not build the slide deck in service now, right? And not tell them, don't tell them. So that's that's what I did. I took impress.js and I built out a 3D slide deck similar to Prezi. And I remember just giving the presentation and going through and we can do this in service now and we've done that and going through it. And I just remember the best part, you know, if you got to do the Apple one more thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the one more thing was I hit the escape key and I pointed up. And there's the ServiceNow URL. Like this sure. whole presentation's on ServiceNow.
0: I'm desperately resisting the urge to brag about Vivid Charts because we have. Oh, a... Love it. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, if you're interested in seeing a, a presentation interface on ServiceNow, I urge you to check out my day job, VividCharts.com. And sorry, we'll get back to Matt. Matt. No, and
1: I can attest to Vivid Charts. Seriously, I love that feature. When it came out, I was like, finally, yes. Because let me tell you, when I wrote that in Impress, it took 30 hours and I could do the same thing in Vivid Charts and maybe two. Just kudos there.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And as Cloud Pyres is an excellent partner of ours, and you know, thank you for everything. Even just today, we just sealed another deal with you guys. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're on the topic of hackathons and let's talk about that because we've competed in almost every hackathon I can remember, yes. except one. Like like the, were you at the first DevCon?
1: I wasn't. I was at the second.
0: Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> the last one. I remember every time I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not competing in that guy's category. <laughs> the feeling was
1: mutual it, you know it can be intimidating sometimes but it's all in good fun right mm-hmm. so it, yeah. it's good to see what the folks come up with and how they push it forward
0: and let's talk about some of the things you built i remember the fruit devcon you built was it a music streaming service in service now
1: yeah so it's one of those things that i miss going to the old school ui15 i miss the left-hand menu bar with yeah. the iframe that mm-hmm. you could customize. I know you can go back to it and sometimes I do, but it was cool. It was cool cuz you could embed a UI page there, you could do some cool stuff. I'm like even now you could do a, a service portal page embedded on that left-hand menu that's live. That's neat stuff. Back to the hackathon. So, it was kind of like what could we do that's cool with that? And since it's on the left-hand menu and it's an iframe, you could embed a music player. And as you switch pages, it would stay with you, right? And that was really cool. So we had a UI page embedded in there and then used, at the time, there's a service called RDO and we were able to use their API. And you could sign into your RDO account and bam, play music through it and actually control it using ServiceNow. We weren't an iframe into RDO. We were literally in ServiceNow making commands to RDO and using their API to play music
0: back. So true music on the platform. That's insane. I also want you to talk about the, um, cause I still think about this one cause it was one of those ones where I'm like, what are you doing it in the, cause you always competed in the left field category, right? Just build something. And it didn't have to have a big practical application, but there was sure. one year you did the buttons, the, like, oh, the push button yeah. receive service. And I'm like, why did you go in the crazy category? <laughs> like, you could have come into the practical category and stomped all over us. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> the <laughs> categories were kind of ambiguous and maybe it was, we're 30 about that time that we picked, I, you know, but yeah, that was an interesting one. I remember probably a, a week before going, I'm trying to think of hackathon ideas and I'm reading about this guy who hacked Amazon dash buttons to turn on lights and stuff. And I'm like, that's interesting. wonder if we could do some buttons as a service. And it turned out to be incredibly easy. Using a ServiceNow mid server, you could pick up the network signals and trick it was very basic. I think Chuck Tomasi expanded on that when they actually came up with the API and it was way more elegant than my solution, but it was, was a fun one.
0: For those not familiar with Amazon buttons in the audience, why don't you tell people what exactly it did?
1: Yeah, so they called them dash buttons and essentially what they were was a single use, simple ordering button, right? You could order a Tide one and you could put it on your washer and when you saw you were low on Tide, you would click the button, it would blink, blink, blink and then literally placed an order with amazon and in two days it showed up pretty
0: revolutionary really i still think about it man because i think about you know me i have always been thinking about how service now fully breaches exits the it space and gets into something that's like truly mass commercial or industrial scale right and what has more scale than just a button you press to get more of it's I'm, just I'm, amazing i'm right? thinking like warehouses at least the ones that aren't fully automated mm-hmm. anymore but emergency services different types of facilities management services this has got to have a broad ranging application and so all those years ago and that solution is still inspiring me and for, for those of you out there who are in those domains like think about it what would you do with service now if you could just press a button press a physical button on your desk and it would fire a workflow off to you and then check out cloud and matt saxton because matt's the guy who made it happen first time
1: yeah and i can't take all the credit, right? I mean, we had Tyler Hoag on our team, who's an amazing engineer, and he's also the one that was on the original RDO team as well. It's truly a collaboration, right? Funny story about that. So it was probably about a year after the Amazon dash button thing. And what was cool was during our pitch, we were like, hey, think of these things as surveys going into a place where somebody doesn't feel comfortable filling out a survey, such as a bathroom's dirty, right? Not just I need new toilet paper, like a bathroom's dirty. And that was in our original pitch. And I swear to you a year later. I think it was actually Damn. in O'Hare Airport.
0: Yep. <laughs> you say. saw the
1: three. It's like who was there. This is definitely running service now. I uh-huh. bet you. Yeah, if
0: anybody's not been to O'Hare, they have these things in the bathroom. It's just like rate your experience, and it's a happy, sad, and neutral face, and you just tap it on your way out of the bathroom. It's one of those moments. I have moments to say, O'Hare... Like, God, I hope people wash their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, O'Hare bathroom. If you haven't
1: been, go because there's some weird stuff going on there. I remember like the. Like the toilet the the
0: there was like a seat cover is moving. I was like, whoa, what is this? You know. Let's see how we can cross reference that with ServiceNow. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about the good times. Has there been a time in your ServiceNow experience where your back was against the wall, you're out of time, out of energy, out of ideas, and you're like, I'm not gonna make it. Oh, the shot clock moments, right? Mm -hmm. The ones where you're in game five and it's
1: do or die. Yeah, of course. Right. We've all run into those. Um, I remember one time we were going out to a customer site. We flew out there. They flew their people out there to all get trained. And this is before a go live, but the go live was happening the next day. And I remember going in there and it was one of the coldest days, probably negative 30 in Washington, DC. Not kidding pipes burst in the place we were staying, so cold. And I'm tired and we're going through this and I'm not kidding you, we couldn't get through one example, not one in this application. And my face is flustered, I'm flustered, we're using a mic there's that many people there oh. right and can't get through none of it and basically I was like okay guys I'm so sorry we're gonna have to shut this down it's not working and we went back There was a team of three of us and we worked I'm not kidding all the way to the next morning did not sleep and then went for day two and got it to finally work and trust me it was being held with bubble gum and tape in the background we had just enough time to, to get it working for production the next day it was one of those things that QA is super important before training.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> so underestimated. So let's just put it back on a happy track, because that just that just gave me the goosebumps, man. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh man.
1: Th- being on stage and it just not working, that Bill Gates blue screen of death
0: moment. Oh man, I just <clears throat> I got the goosebumps like I can't, it may, it turns my stomach just I, I can't imagine thinking about being in that position and just oh god what am I going to do but I'm glad to hear you got through it what about okay but putting it back on a happier track what about sure. a time where you're just like slam dunk besides the hackathons and besides getting your elite status ah. you take
1: the good <laughs> ones away right <laughs> I mean, it's the thrill of landing the customer. If we go outside the technical aspect, it's when you are founding a company, and I say that in the terms of it's not just you, it's your family, right? My wife supported me, I had a business partner, there was customers here, all those people both supporting and relying on you. And When you're new, it's do or die. You know this as well as I do. Mm -hmm. And when you don't think you're going to land that customer because you're the small guy, and you go in and you crush the demo, you answer every question, you see them geeking out on what you're talking about, that to me is the best. I love the technology aspect, but winning the hearts and minds of the people that you know when you're going in may be naysayers to you. That's the best part.
0: I always tell people the most applicable skill in all the ServiceNow space is being able to tell a story. Oh, yes. Because you just, we've done it in the hackathons. You've done it getting all your customers for, for Pires I do it every day for vivid charts. And so everybody out there, just take heed. It's one thing to know the tech, but it's the storytelling that wins the day. You hit the nail on the head. I don't care how
1: technical you are. If you can't put it into simple terms for people that make decisions to believe in what you're saying, you're not going to go anywhere. And it's an underrated skill, right? It's the mm-hmm. Steve Jobs to the Steve Wozniak. Right. Yeah, who's the well-known one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important. It's an important skill. Yeah.
0: What part of the platform do you most resonate? Well, I don't even know if you like do you do much on the platform now or are you 100% running cloud pires?
1: Yeah, so good question. I spend the most amount of time building on the platform that I can. So mm-hmm. if that helps, I still build on the platform constantly. I'm still making apps. I've got another app ready to, to go to share if I can find the time to get around that. The new technologies that are coming, is that what you're asking? Oh, it doesn't
0: have to be new. It just has to be what part of the platform that exists do you most resonate with? Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, mean, or you could, or you could take that to be like, what are you most excited about coming down the pipe? I'll take you. Sure. Go.
1: I'll cross a couple of those planes. So I've always been interested in the outliers of ServiceNow that people don't know just because I think that people are more, not necessarily impressed by it, but they just don't know what tools they have in their tool belt, right? So an example, and I know this is, this one's going away, processors, right? I love writing things with processors because you could do amazing things. I've always liked processors, UI pages. I really love Service Portal. One of my first apps that I wrote a long time ago was in Angular on ServiceNow using UI page. And When they came out with Service Portal, I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh <laughs> Why did I just do this? they <laughs> yeah, are ahead of the curve. I, I love service portal. I'm starting to learn web components and just the power that they are gonna wield when it comes to the new interfaces in ServiceNow. I think using CLI tools is the future. That's how you're gonna get most modern web developers. And I just, I can't wait with all these modern tools that they're coming out to see the developers they attract and see how far they push it.
0: There's a lot of hype and, and actually a lot of closeted questions, I think, about this new paradigm. You're talking about seismic, right? Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Seismic. I think they're calling it Canvas or Now Design System. I don't. know. They got yeah. like 20 names to it. Based on what you've seen before and what you're excited about, can you give the audience an example of something that the everyman service now person could sink their teeth into and say, "Oh yeah, that is going to be awesome"? Or is it more something that only a developer is going to jazz out about? To people
1: in the regular world, it's not Mm going to matter because if you're building custom interfaces with Seismic or Canvas or now Design System versus ServiceNow Service Portal, they should be irrelevant to you, right? But what it means on the back end is the important part, that these web components are almost individually scoped, so they're interchangeable. That's what's so amazing. You could say, well, widgets are interchangeable, but they are, but, but are they? Are they really? You build a lot of custom things when it comes to one of those widgets and trying to move it from one instance to the other can not work is intended but Mm -hmm. these scoped items as far as i'm understanding it they're way more flexible when it comes to that and they're not going to be tied to angular and that's the key right
0: right if you could change the ecosystem or the product in any way what would you do that's a good
1: question i like the power of mid servers I think the things that ServiceNow can't do, they can do. But I don't like how mid servers are treated as an extension of ServiceNow. Truly, they—they feel like you know how ServiceNow—they buy something and they put it on the platform, and it feels native. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mid servers just—they don't feel native. They feel alien. They truly do. Imagine that you could have basically your own ServiceNow node. And I'm not saying like full ServiceNow. I'm saying maybe a node light where it gets some generalized ServiceNow APIs and you can execute code on there and make it feel native. You can call it up and you can write code. So you could do data.io, right? Data streams that ServiceNow can't do. Socket I meant I meant socket IO, sorry. You could do socket IO. That's incredible. You can do real time mouse cursor stuff. Can't do that on native ServiceNow. Things like that, that I think you could really extend the platform. I think it would be hard to support, but hey, I'm a vendor. I (laughs) support it all day long, right? So uh, I'm I'm a third party, but stuff like that, I think is cool. And I think extending on the Med server is difficult. And if they could figure out how to make that easier, kind of like how they done with remote tables, Mm -hmm. how you can have a rest call now feel like a native table query, something like that, that allows us to use these custom libraries easier
0: and on the cloud. I gotta get you on a call with Michael Barr and and Mark Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have They're already like, thinking there huh? the, the mid server Jedi Council and <laughs> and uh, have a just big mid server powwow. God, oh, love it. It's funny. I almost. Because I, I tell people all the time, I'm not the best developer in the ServiceNow universe, but I almost have an instant check in my head. Like if somebody starts talking mid-server to a high degree, I'm like, yeah, that person's, that's an Apex ServiceNow dev.
1: Really, probably what it came down to is some necessity, right? Mm-hmm. They're, you know. Well, Discovery, lot... right?
0: I mean, they yeah. needed something, they needed something yes. that was between the four walls that could talk back up. And they. it almost seems like they accidentally made it like yeah. really powerful, right? By being yeah. able to run scripts and, and whatnot. I guess they needed that right. for Discovery, but you got to wonder, what are they thinking about beyond. On discovery when they had that there probably not but a lot of tools like that mm-hmm.
1: probably exist out there that grow into they morph and grow into something else more powerful than what they were intended those emergent features right
0: all right so we're at time i'm going to give you the last question here for people who are just starting on their ServiceNow journey i ask this question all the time because i just i get this question every day but from somebody how should i start if I'm just starting in ServiceNow today?
1: You know, back in the day, it was much harder. You had to go to ServiceNow Guru, you had to go to John Anderson, you had to go through the Wiki, go through communities, look for Rob Fedorik, and follow all of his posts, <laughs> right? Now, I, I have to say that ServiceNow has done a really good job on, on learning. Obviously, there's some JavaScript stuff you can take at Code Academy, but you gotta understand CloudParis is a learning company, and we put our people through it and they come out really good. Now, granted, mentorship and experience and all of that is probably our secret sauce. But if you're new, they give it to you. You get a free instance, you get the basic learning, go do it, practice it, practice it 10 minutes every day. And that's probably the best advice I could give you.
0: All right, Matt, thanks so much for joining us again. We'll have all Matt's links in the descriptions. Be sure to check them out at Pires And once again, Matt, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you so much. If you'd like to sponsor this channel's content, email me at the address pictured here. If you need a conversation on where your ServiceNow implementation is or where it's going, you can reach me on Superpeers and book a short consult. If you want to contribute to high quality, high frequency output, consider a donation. If not, I still appreciate your viewership. Consider hitting the like button and sharing within your network. Thanks for watching.